Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. What's up, everybody? My name is Garrett Morlang, and here with me in the studio is... J.J. Purdom. Yep, he's my uh, friend and, uh, well, maybe a friend. Wait, oh my gosh, we're friends? I got so excited right now, Garrett. I I mean, seriously excited right now. I'm not trying to drool, but I've never had a friend before. Like Like a real friend? Like a best friend? Yeah, well, that's that's what this show is all about is, you know, we're friends and I'm introducing you to all the fun nerd things that you didn't get to do growing up because you were too cool for us, I guess. (laughs) Oh, I always thought I was, you know, as I watched pro wrestling and pretended like it was real forever. I still I still feel like it's real. You know what I mean? It's real to me. Darn it. It's real to me. You were just a nerd in a different way then. (laughs) Oh, you have no idea. I know you look at me and you think like, gosh, he's got to be into sports and all that stuff because of my chiseled physique and my, you know, huge frame. Well, well, the huge frame is, is true, but (laughs) I'm, I'm only five, five. Okay. I'm I'm actually five, four. (laughs) I've been telling people five, five for a long time, Garrett. Yeah, it, well, it's a lie. You know, whatever, whatever it takes to, you know, make it through life, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're listening to the Super Gamer Boys and Garrett and myself uh, have become good friends working in pest control. We do pest control Monday through Friday and occasionally on Saturdays. Of course, we both hate the Saturday work days. Yeah. Thanks, John. Yeah. Uh, but, but we, uh, we have grown very close in playing video games and, uh, and some of the other things that are in geek culture. Garrett has a self-professed self-claimed nerd and geek his entire life. And me, I just had my 40th birthday. I was introduced to this culture by, from, by Garrett and I tried to fight against it. And then finally I came out of the closet as being a nerd that's right. I'm not hiding it anymore, man. I'm just sharing it with the world. I'm proud. <laughs> yeah, and that's and that's great. Yeah. When I when I first tried to get JJ into it, uh, he would just make fun of me for all the awesome things I knew. And you know, one day he just came around and uh, it came about when I sold him my old PlayStation Four. And uh, you know, we've been uh, best bros ever since. Well, and that's the thing. The thing that didn't make sense to me in the beginning, Garrett. What I would see guys like my little brother and my nephews who were there, they're your age. And I would see them playing and they'd have these super expensive gaming consoles and great headsets and they'd be 
fighting online with 12-year-old British kids, and I would hear the 12-year-old British kids schooling them in smack talk. Hey, you've got no life. That's why you school so high, because you're not married, and you've probably never seen, like, a girl without her clothes on before. You're a loser, and I can beat you. And I and the, the guys would get so riled up. Oh, oh yeah? Well, you're... Yeah, but I, I kick your butt. You're you're like eleven, you know. And, I, and I'm like, guys, you guys are grown men. What are you doing playing <laughs> video games? It never made sense to me, and I have had to apologize to so many of those guys since you uh, you brought me on board. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad that you know I've been able to indoctrinate you in the in the ways of video gaming. Uh, so yeah, so who we are? Um, like I said before, my name is Garrett, and uh, I do pest control Monday through Friday, and pretty much. I've always had a passion for uh, all the the nerdier things. I love uh, fun sci-fi movies. I love uh, playing video games since I was literally three or four years old. I had a controller in my hand. Uh, so I've been doing it for a while here um, and I've loved it uh, for years and years. You know, I had that passion with uh, being able to share that with my family. And yeah, so it's been exciting to pass that on to, to JJ. Um, yeah, kind of what's what's your story, GJ? So I actually had never played a PS4 until you brought one. You brought yours to work one day. We had a rainy day. We had some free time in the office and you brought yours to work and you had the VR headset. And what game Garrett had brought was the Resident Evil 7 uh, virtual reality game. And the last time I played a video game was on the Super Nintendo really long time ago. <laughs> Very long time ago. I know that I'm dating myself a little bit here, but I originally started playing as a kid on the Atari 2600. So I, I've got him beat by a little bit. I was born in the 70s. So, and, I, and for context, I haven't said my age. I'm uh, just turned 25 this year. So he's just about double my age. <laughs> okay, wait a second. <laughs> oh, pretty I, much. I'm not really great at math, but that's not double. Uh, neither am I, but yeah. who's counting? <laughs> right. Uh, well, so basically, um, he brought the the PS4 in with the VR headset, and he put it on the kitchen demo, which is, if you've ever seen it, absolutely incredible, very realistic. Now, I'm jumping forward from playing, I think I played a little bit of the original PlayStation, uh, like Resident Evil, the original. That would have been about the last time I saw anything that was good video gaming and uh, had really been into it at that time. So when he put that on, the graphics were unlike anything that I had laid eyes on before. It was so realistic. Uh, I got motion sickness. Uh, they filmed me, and I'm screaming like an eight-year-old girl. They thought it was just hilarious. They put they uploaded it to YouTube, and we'll we'll make sure to try to share that on some of our uh, some of our uh, pages, like our uh, our Twitter page and stuff like that, so you guys can can follow along and see me scream like an eight-year-old girl. It's pretty entertaining. Uh, but it was so much fun, and I, I, I swear it was like, it was like Christopher Walken in that uh, that one skit on SNL. You know, I had to have more cowbell. It was so fantastic; I just couldn't get enough. And then, of course, he got himself a, a PlayStation Four Pro. Uh, he upgraded, as we call it in the business, and uh, he wanted to sell his uh, at a discounted rate. And uh, you know me, always looking for a way to save a, a buck or three. So I jumped on board and it has been gamer time ever since. And now my family's on board with it. Uh, my seven-year-old son routinely punks me out for the controller and says, no, dad, I'm going to play Fortnite. So yeah, we get the Fortnite fever at the house right now. And uh, they have spent 
a lot of money. I don't want to tell you exactly how much because I, I don't think they've told me exactly how much, but a lot of money on playing Fortnite right now. Jeez, oh, Fortnite fever. That's, that's bad news. I, that's, that's one thing you're going to learn about me throughout this is I'm not a fan of Fortnite, but you know, to each his own. Yeah. Not a big <laughs> fan myself. I, I've tried to play and you know, he's always, he's always saying, you know, Hey dad, come here and, and you know, play with me and, I, and I'll play a little bit, but I get punked out. The, the first person shooter and any of the shooter games like that, not really great. All the battle Royale. I know that's the popular thing right now. I love campaigns. I love a good story. And that's that's what we hope to provide people here on the Super Gamer Boys is good stories. Good stories about video gaming and a lot of other nerdy, nerdy culture things. Uh, right now, my wife didn't want him, didn't want my seven-year-old son, Lee, to play Fortnite. She said it was too violent. Anything was shooting, way too violent. She said Mario Brothers and that's it, right? And... Uh, Slowly cracked away on the uh, the hard shell there, and then eventually she softened up to the point where one day I came in and she was asleep at 11.30 in the morning, still sleeping on the couch, and I'm like, what's going on? Apparently, she started playing the Fortnite, stayed up till 4.30 in the morning, and she said, you don't understand, I have an addictive personality, <laughs> and the game is so good, I can't, I, I, I couldn't stop, you understand, I couldn't stop. So she's full on in the 12 step uh, program right now, trying to heal that addiction. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's great. Um, perfect. Well, at this point, you know, this is our first episode, but you know, what we're hoping to do is <clears throat> celebrate, uh, you know, nerdiness through this podcast. We're hoping to kind of, as this process, I'm introducing JJ to some of the fun things. And even he introduces me to some things. He, uh, he's into comic books, which is something I've kind of in passing been interested in, but never, um, you know, dove in fully. So I'm hoping throughout this podcast, you know, I can learn a thing or two from him. Well, that was the whole thing, Garrett, is that when you introduced me to video gaming, it opened up a whole new stream of coolness in my life because I, I went home, was home alone. My wife and the kids weren't home and I had to watch something on TV because what do you do? Uh, and I, I saw that there was the flash TV show. And so I said, yeah, I'll give that a try. And I, I put on the flash TV show, binged, watched that, that thing. And I mean, I binged, watched the heck out of it. Um, I, I must've watched the, the first season and a half in one night. It was crazy. And I, I got the fever. I got it bad. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I want to know everything about the flash. So I picked up my first comic book. I remember it was seedy. It was in an alley. There were some people that were very questionable, uh, but I ended up getting a hold of some flash comic books and man, it's been awesome. And so that's one of the other things we're going to, we're not just going to cover video games. It's everything geek, everything nerdy. Uh, it's the hot new thing, man. I'm feeling like, I feel like a whole new life has been opened up to me, man. And I can't thank you enough, Garrett. Yeah, no, it's been been a lot of fun uh, going through this with you and learning some cool, you know, new things and having some fun experiences on the way. Okay, so let's get into it. Uh, we're going to start with the nerdy news of the week. And in the future, maybe we'll have some cool intro sounds and clips that will introduce these segments. But for the time being, you just have to listen to my voice say, Nerdy nudes. Nerdy news. Oh, I think you said nerdy <laughs> nudes. Ner nerdy nudes of the week. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're going with. <clears throat> 
So we're going to start with this first new story. Uh, Inside Illuminations plans for animated Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, so there was an article this week uh, by Brent Lang at The Verge. Uh, and he kind of dives into um, an interview he did with uh, Illumination founder Chris Melodrondi, uh saying he wants to make an animated version of Super Mario Brothers. Um, and the whole article goes on to explain basically how the first time around it was not done well, not done correctly. Uh, it was pretty much the worst train wreck possible. <laughs> um, are we referencing the 93 movie? Yes. And that's, that's exactly the one we, we are referencing there. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there, there's a quote in here from, uh, you know, from the set saying that, uh, it's a film so bad that, uh, John Leguizamo said that he and co-star Bob Hoskins drink whiskey between takes to dull the pain. Um, <laughs> Hoskins was slightly more judicious saying it was one of the worst movies he ever made. <laughs> have you ever watched that movie? Because you do literally have to drink whiskey the entire time. It, it's that bad. It really is. Yeah. I, I haven't watched it personally uh, in full. I've seen just bits and pieces and clips uh, enough to know it was horrendous. <laughs> oh, I, I remember when it came out, I was in high school at the time. And when it came out, it was absolutely pandemonium people were so excited for the super mario brothers movie to be coming out um i remember that opening weekend they made quite a bit of money the reviews were absolutely horrible and after that it just died a slow and painful death it's actually started to pick up kind of a cult following now for not the reason you think but it's because it's such a bad movie so people will get together and watch it just for for poops and giggles yeah uh i was just looking up real quick here, I was actually kind of curious how much it made. And so, uh, at a budget of $42 million, uh, and in the U S it grossed only 20 million, 20.9 million. So is that all? <laughs> so it didn't even pay the budget for the film. <laughs> so that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Um, yeah. So, uh, but he goes on to say that basically, um, with this new iteration, uh, this new animated, you know, version, uh, he's hoping to kind of do correctly what they did wrong in that first one. And that is, um, including Shigeru Miyamoto, uh, the creator of Mario. Uh, he's, you know, the one who imagined Mario back in, you know, the eighties when Mario brothers came out on, or even earlier than that, when, you know, Donkey Kong, on the, where, you know, little plumber man jumping up, you know, trying to fight off Donkey Kong at the top of the tower. Uh, he's the one who imagined that and, uh, they're going to bring him in. He's, you know, Mario's daddy. Why not have him on the set during the, during the filming of this movie? Right. Absolutely. Um, I don't know if you're aware, but when I was a kid, there was a cartoon Super Mario Brothers that had, it was interspersed with live action. And it starred Captain Lou Albano, who was a pro wrestling manager for years throughout the 70s and 80s. They called him the guiding light. Well, I, I can't remember what year it was, 88, 89. It would have been on Saturday mornings or maybe after school. Um, that was a big time block for, for kids programming was after school, the, the three to four o'clock range. And so there would be live skits with uh, Captain Lou playing the part of Mario 
very hokey, very cheesy. Uh, and then there would be short cartoons. And I, I have tried to expose my kids to that as my son likes Mario quite a bit, um, to no avail. He's not buying the old cartoons and the, and the stuff. He just says, dad, the graphics really suck. (laughs) (laughs) And they do. And the, the, there's no moral, like a lot of the eighties cartoons used to have, they'd have a little moral. They'd tie it up at the end with a nice pretty bow. Uh, it's, it's pretty bad. (laughs) uh yeah i i actually had a cousin who was super into those because they were on like netflix or hulu or something and she would like rent them from the library or borrow them from the library and it's i don't know seemed pretty ridiculous to me how into it she was i think i watched like half an episode and i was i was done i was out i was like no thanks (laughs) so are you gonna buy a ticket when the when it comes out are you gonna be there opening weekend so Yeah. When this comes out, which at this point it says, uh, so Illumination Studios says it's in priority development right now. So at this point, I don't know, I doubt they even have anyone casted. Um, and they're looking to hit theaters by 2022. So that's still a ways out. Um, maybe I'll be able to take uh, Shep, my son. Uh, he's one year old now by then, you know, maybe he'll be old enough to He'll be 15 you know, by the time actually, he comes out. I mean, yeah. he's going to be 15. If I'm doing the math correct. Yeah, I, I, I think we've proved before that, uh, we're really good at math. Um, <laughs> that's, that's saying something, but, uh, yeah, it's, I'm excited about this. Uh, it's, I mean, it's the people who made, um, uh, the minions movies, despicable me, and those are all great movies. I mean, who doesn't love a minion? <laughs> uh, I love them. They, they, I have, uh, several huge stuffed minions at my house. Um, in fact, I found one out in the backyard. My son had a, a noose tied around its throat and was hanging it off of the play structure. He's in counseling now. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm in counseling now. It, it was me. <laughs> Um, no, so as far as as far as Illumination, they've done some great stuff. A lot of the Minion stuff, the Despicable Me stuff, is great. I love that that series of movies. We we go as a family to go watch it. So I suggest, we're, even though we're a few years out, uh, you guys look forward to the Super Gamer Boys doing a review of that when it comes out. It's going to be a few years from now, but you just hold your breath. Oh yeah, you hold your breath for for uh, six years. No big deal. You could do it. I believe um, in you. And uh, I mean, their next film is actually came out today. It's The Grinch. Um, so Illumination just came out with, I think it was just released the ninth. Uh, so it would have come out this morning. Um, that's one I'm excited to see too. So they, they're they they're known for making some good good crap over there. Now, I haven't, I haven't seen the preview to that. Is it uh, another cartoon version? Is it a reboot from the, the old uh, Christmas Grinch yeah, story? Yeah, so it's going to be, from what I can tell, it's just The Grinch story. But uh, they were going to bring in uh, it's Benedict Cumberbatch uh, as the Grinch, uh, which who doesn't love a good uh, Benedict Cumberbatch? Uh, some Doctor Strange up in there. Um, but uh, yeah, there's uh, I don't know. I haven't really heard any reviews, whether good or bad or not. But um, it uh, looked like a fun film. I mean, the Grinch is kind of a, a timeless tale. No matter how many times you reiterate it, whether it's the old cartoon or you know, the Jim Carrey one, that's a classic. <laughs> <laughs> that one still scares my kids. Uh, and we, I make them watch it forcibly every year. <laughs> that's great. No, the, the Jim Carrey one was always a, a favorite in our home, but, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see though, what illumination, um, I mean, how the Grinch turns out this weekend and what they're able to do the next couple of years with, uh, this, uh, super Mario brothers movie. Some other things. I don't know if you saw the news. Did you see that Nintendo's hiring for like another Zelda related project? Yeah, I did see that. I actually 
let me see. I have an article here. So it's by Nick Santangelo at IGN. Um, and he did a whole write-up on, uh, through Reset Era, a user Guru Guru uh, found a listing for a 3D CG designer and a level designer. Um, so right off the bat, I'm thinking, a lot of people are thinking, maybe it's DLC for Breath of the Wild, uh, which would be awesome because, to be honest, I wasn't, I wasn't super happy with the DLC for that game, what did come out. Um, I mean, basically they added some armor sets and a couple kind of, I don't know, somewhat, you know, plain and boring uh, shrines. Those rat things, <laughs> so, they need to be dragged out in the street and yeah. beaten, <laughs> well, beaten with a wet mop. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so I... <laughs> <laughs> you just sound so angry. <laughs> You're no, like, I'm going to kill their whole families. <laughs> no, I, 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 was, I was a little upset. I mean, you spend, you know, 25 bucks on some DLC and you don't really get much out of it. Um, so at first I was thinking, oh, this would be great. Is it, would this be included under the season pass that they did before? Um, but then I, and I should have looked it up before the show, but, uh, I'm pretty sure I read in another article somewhere that, um, they did announce that they're not making any more DLC for, uh, breath of the wild. And if I'm wrong about that, yeah, you can tweet at me, hit up our Facebook page, you know, yell at me in the comments, whatever you got to do. I know That's this, at G Morlang. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know this is the internet. I'm going to get berated for every little thing I say. Uh, but uh, my other idea was that possibly they're doing their mobile game. Finally. Um, I know a while back they announced their mobile game initiative. They came out with super Mario run. They have the fire emblem games. They have animal crossing. Um, so a lot of, you know, pretty great games have come out on mobile for Nintendo. Uh, and I know that the Zelda one has been rumored for a long time. Uh, and definitely, you know, people have been looking forward to that. So, uh, I don't know. That's kind of what I'm leaning towards. I'm hoping it's that, um, no, I think that's absolutely huge. If that's the case, if it's going to be a mobile game, I'm getting it as long as it's not, you know, five or $10. I mean, if it's free, Oh, I'm all over it. No, no, no. <laughs> See, I, I have a problem with that. So no, I'm just kidding. There, there's a lot of, a lot of hate for super mario run because you know they charge 10 bucks for the game and my thought is well you spend 10 bucks but it's definitely in my opinion it was worth a lot more than 10 bucks like they made a legit game that had some great level design a lot of hours of to sink into that um and people just were too busy complaining about having to pay a couple bucks for it and it's I've, I've played it. It's absolutely worth the $10. It's a, it's a fun, fun mobile game. And they did put a whole lot of effort into it. So if they did another thing like that with Zelda, like, you know, full on like level design, dungeon design, whatever they're doing on a mobile game, I'd spend, heck, I'd spend like 20 or 30 bucks for that. Okay. You might want to keep that down in case Trudy hears you. You just, (laughs) he'd spend like $5 Trudy. Don't you worry about it, honey. (laughs) Um, the other idea that people are having, I've read around on uh, on the interwebs, is that possibly it could be a new game for the Switch. Um, so they did this back on Nintendo 64. They came out with Ocarina of Time, and then using all the same assets, they were able to turn around real quick and come out with Majora's Mask. Um, and within a span of just a few couple years, you know, they had a full-on sequel all new story and everything, but they just used, reused all the art assets. Um, so pie in the sky kind of, you know, <laughs> dream, you know, get hype moment here. <laughs> uh, that would be incredible if say next year they come out with a full on brand new Zelda game for the switch using all the same assets, but just 
new map, new story, new characters. Uh, that's would be incredible. Like I, I would, I would love that so much. So being a switch owner, you think that, that it's not too soon for them to, to make another, another Zelda game. No, definitely not. Uh, the switch is blowing up so much right now. Like in the first, first year, um, they sold, uh, I'm trying to think it was like 13 is between 13, 17, uh, thousand units, which is incredible. Um, off the top of my head, I can't think of the number here. I guess we should, <laughs> these are stats we should write down, right? <laughs> uh, we can just make them up. Yeah. Uh, you know, we just make 50 stuff. billion. Five billion. Yeah. Five billion. <laughs> um, but, uh, in, in the past year here, so their goal for the second year of its life was, you know, we're going to sell 20,000, uh, that can't be right. 20,000. Maybe that's, it's, maybe it's a million. That sounds pretty low. No, it's, <laughs> yeah, no, I, it's so 20, 20 million. They've sold 13 million units and their goal is to sell another 20 million uh this next year um you're speaking about the switch itself yeah so they they forecasted that the second year of its life they plant they, they think they're going to be able to sell 20 million units and right now um i think i like you know they're, they're not necessarily on par with that but you know christmas season's coming up here uh pokemon comes out in a couple weeks super smash brothers ultimate comes out you know first week of december uh there's um tons of new games coming out in the spring like uh a new yoshi game coming out um there's so much on the the horizon for the switch that i think uh it i wouldn't be surprised if you know say 20 so if they had 13 million plus another 20 they're up to 33 million units they put out a new zelda game oh it would sell like hotcakes so the original, uh, not the original, but Breath of the Zelt, Breath of the Wild, uh, that came out, you know, launch day with the Switch, actually had a higher than 100% attach rate, which basically means for you, JJ, that, um, so if it has 100% attach rate, that means every person who owned the Switch bought a, you know, had a, owned a copy of the game. Well, Breath of the Wild had a higher percentage, which higher than 100%, which basically means people bought multiple copies of it. So like, that'd be like me going out and buying it digitally, buying a disc, buying another disc for a friend or like whatever, like people are buying it multiple times over again. So I would not be surprised if, you know, maybe this is a new, uh, um, game coming out. But. Yeah. I I've been contemplating picking up a Nintendo switch for my son for Christmas. Um, I having a hard time convincing my wife to, uh, to put all in the $300 on, on picking him up one. Um, it's just, it's a lot of money right now at this time and he's seven, but he is absolutely wanting a portable gaming system. And, uh, I'm not real sure I'm going to be able to do it, but if I do looking at the, uh, Mario Odyssey game and, and of course, Breath of the Wild, the Zelda game. Because they just look phenomenal. And, you know, I know that he probably wouldn't be really into the Zelda game, but I think he'd be getting it for daddy, you know. Oh, Merry yeah. Christmas, son. <laughs> I, I put hundreds of hours into that thing. <laughs> Did and you I, really? And I, to be honest, I haven't even finished Breath of, the, Breath of the Wild. I haven't done the boss battle. So call me a fake gamer if you want, but I've put hundreds of hours into it. I've yet to beat it because there's just so much to do in that game. It's, I, in, it's incredible. I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to call you a fake gamer. And here's why for all of your, you know, breaking me in and all that kind of stuff and uh, taking away my video game uh, cherry, as it were, you know, pardon the pun. Uh, there were no cherries involved. Uh, no cherries were harmed in the making of this podcast. So 
uh, I think you're a fake gamer because you're the guy who every time a video game comes out and it's huge and it's big and everybody's talking about it. Let's say, let's just use God of War. So God of War comes out. Everybody's talking about God of War. Garrett, Garrett's the first guy in line. He's knocking over homeless midgets and he's pushing down pregnant uh, Argentinians and he's right there. I don't know if we have any of those around here, but he's buying up copies of God of War and he's playing God of War. And then all of a sudden, poof, here comes Marvel with the Spider-Man game and he's dropping God of War and jumping to that quickity split and then he's oh, but now I'm okay, now I'm jumped and I'm playing um another game I, I've gone back to Horizon Dawn Zero and and I mean he's all over the map man all over the map you yeah, never I, just stick with one game I'm, I'm guilty I'm guilty as charged I do I, I'm I jump around a lot my gaming tendencies <laughs> I uh I don't know maybe I have ADD or something but I just cannot focus on one game you know so I literally have right now I'm working through Horizon Zero Dawn God of War Spider-Man and now Red Dead Redemption 2 so those are four games that'll probably take me the next 15 years of my life to finish <laughs> <laughs> you know what? And there's enough content and all of that stuff that you could, that you could take oh, yeah, the next totally. 14, 15 years. <laughs> and speaking of that, uh, you recently, cause I, and that was one of the things we were going to talk about is some of the games that we're playing. Um, so we can go ahead and break off that now since it's naturally go ahead and talking about that. Um, you also recently picked up what everybody's talking about, Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah, so I got a copy. Uh, I didn't get it opening day like JJ makes me out to be, you know, one of those people who pre-order their games. I would have, but uh, I actually am glad I waited because I got a sweet deal on it. Because I'm one of those bargain shoppers. Speaking of that, you picked it up. You picked it up at a GameStop in Modesto. Garrett told me the story that he picked it up at a GameStop. He got it used that somebody had returned it after only having a short time. Which is crazy. I mean, who, <laughs> who would return a game like Red Dead Redemption within a couple of days of launch? Like, I don't know. I, there's no way they beat it. That's for sure. No, absolutely not. <laughs> so he picks that game up and he picks it up for $35 after coupons and you know rewards and everything else. He used his reward card and it was like the first time it ever worked yeah, for anything. Yeah. I, I was telling JJ, I was like, this is the first time my pro membership at GameStop has ever paid off. I <laughs> It's $15 a year for that subscription. And I, I think I've just paid $15 a year and never used the coupons. So I've made friends with uh, the guys who work at the GameStop uh, in the town that we do pest control in. And I happened to run into him earlier today, asked him if he had picked up Red Dead. And of course, that's the game he's playing. We talked about it. I told him that you had picked up the game for $35 and, and it was used. His eyes popped open and came out just like uh, Pee Wee Herman in, in uh, Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure. <laughs> yeah. uh, it just popped out of his head and he was like, are you serious? So I've got him on the lookout in case a used copy comes in. Got a, you know, I told him there's a cool George Washington $1 bill in it for you, my friend. <laughs> so uh, yeah, uh, he'll, uh, he'll let him give me a call if anything shows up in the next little bit. I'm, I'm hoping Christmas, fingers crossed, maybe Santa will be good to me. If I'm good to him, I will leave out extra cookies, fat man. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think? Do you want to do a couple more news articles or do you want to go into some quick uh, new release list or... Yeah. Let's go ahead and jump into the new releases. I think as far as news articles, we've covered some of the bigger ones. 
Yeah, there's a couple. We'll just read off some headlines real quick, though, just so you guys can go ahead and read those on your own because we highly recommend that. Uh, so there was an article about uh, PUBG seemingly coming to PS4 in December. Uh, that's actually kind of a big deal, but uh, maybe we'll talk about that at a later time. But that's by Gabe Guerin at IGN. Um, there's some rumors that possibly next month we'll be getting PUBG on the PS4, which I'm excited about. That's the one Battle Royale game I do enjoy. Uh, another one was uh, an article about the complete list of games uh, that were you know, listed, finally released for that PlayStation Classic. Um, spoiler alert, I'm super bummed out because I wish that there's just so many better games that could have come out on that. Uh, and then um, Industrial Light Magic opens TV dis- division. Uh, that looks awesome. You know, get some sweet Star Wars shows maybe on their streaming service. Okay, I'm I'm a geek now, but I'm not all the way there yet. I haven't gone over to the dark side. I I'm not I'm not Star War Star Wars geek yet. You know, I mean that's like next level no, stuff, no, no. man. You know, that's like don't tell people about it. You know, I'm gonna start dressing up. And no, going not, to- nowadays, come on. It's own now that it's a Disney franchise. Everyone's into Star Wars. There's no one who's not into Star Wars. <laughs> if you're not into Star Wars, you are you even human? You are, are you're probably from a galaxy far, far away. Am I, I right? very well could be. There is not a lot of people who look like me. It's like half troll, half Irish. You know what I mean? <laughs> half troll on my mother's side, of course. Yeah, right. right you know right. what? There was one other. Uh, news item that I thought was really cool and I was kind of hoping that we touch on it was all about the Xbox did you see this oh yeah yeah Uh, so Xbox Game Pass will expand to PC says Microsoft head by Eddie Uh, this article is by Eddie McCooch at GameSpot Um, so yeah I did see that I'm super excited about that I don't own an Xbox one I'm a Sony pony you know that's what Mm -hmm. they call us Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm on that, that that Sony train uh, have been my whole life. Never really an Xbox fan. I had a 360 for a little bit and then, you know, you know, one of those things you fool me twice. <laughs> I am out of there. Are you uh, famous for the red ring of death, right? Yeah. I went through two or three consoles and I'm like, no, I'm done. Let's go to back, to, <laughs> going back to Sony. Uh, but yeah, so with game pass though, uh, if it does expand to PC, like they're saying, Basically, all the games that are currently on the Xbox Game Pass on the Xbox One, which is they have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of uh, backwards compatible games, as well as classics, as well as, you know, current Xbox One exclusive games that are coming out now, Um, because that's the big thing with Game Pass is it's 10 bucks a month and you get their entire back library, as well as um, every time a new exclusive game comes out you get access to it for just 10 bucks a month. It's like Netflix subscription. Is this a download or is it streaming? Uh, it's a download. It actually downloads to your console. I think uh, this is massive, Garrett. So, this is this is not one to sleep on. This is really big for yeah, a lot of those PC gamers that play. There, if you are listening to us and you're not a gaming person, you know Garrett. Garrett called himself a Sony pony, and I would say that I am too because that's the gaming system that I have. Um, there are people who are absolutely huge Xbox snobs that they play Xbox one and that's it. If you play Sony, they put their nose in the air. If it was raining, they would more than likely drown. And then of course you got the PC gamers who a lot of times with PC, uh, they're always talking about frame rate is a lot better. And I mean, they're really into, Oh man, you haven't, you haven't truly played until you've gotten into PC gaming. Right. Yeah. Um, 
you know, so I think that breaking down some of these walls and we're, we're, we're seeing it like recently with the Fortnite and, um, the cross platform literally being available everywhere. You can play it on your your toaster in your kitchen right now. Right. Well, I, (laughs) I couldn't on mine. Mine's like from the seventies, but, but yes, if you have like a new age one, you can play it on your toaster. That's a fact. Look that stuff up. Google it. Google it. Hand (laughs) to God. And you can reach uh, JJ on Twitter at, at JJ Purdom and you can tell him how he's wrong. No. <laughs> but no. So with this, I'm super excited because, um, yeah, because I don't own an Xbox one, I don't have access to this, but I have a really, you know, great gaming laptop that now I can play all these Xbox games and, um, you know, Xbox exclusives without having to own an Xbox. So I'm super stoked about that. Um, okay. So let's, uh, read off some new releases uh these are in no particular order and some of them i've heard of some of them i haven't but i just figured you know we'll keep you in the know because maybe you're into this so new releases uh for nintendo switch we have moonlighter that was november 5th uh and before i get further into this list this is a weekly podcast so we're going to do our best to kind of give you things obviously it's going to be the previous week um so by the time you hear this these games are all out but at least you know they're out and now you can go back and go to your eShop and download them because there is some good stuff that comes out that you know you just miss out on um so yeah moonlighter on switch november 5th uh arc survival evolved extinction extinction dlc came out on pc ps4 and xbox one on november 6th carnival games came out november 6th on ps4 xbox one and switch there are cine on psvr November 6th, uh, Grip Combat Racing came out on PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Overkill's The Walking Dead came out on PC, which uh, that was one where a little while back, JJ had shown me some YouTube videos of some trailers, and super interesting. Um, I haven't really followed up any more with that if they've come out with new trailers, but I know I was stoked for that, at least for the console release. I don't know if I'll play it on PC. Uh, I think at this point, the uh, console release isn't until next year, uh, next November, but it is out on PC right now. Um, but uh, I don't know, have you seen any any more news on that? Or? I only saw the one trailer, but the trailer <laughs> that I had seen was beautiful. It was it it was really great uh, for fans of the show, The Walking Dead, and Fear the Walking Dead. It totally held true to that. It's not cartoony uh, or over the top. Like the uh, the Walking Dead series that that uh, was being put out not that long ago, that choose your own adventure style. I can't remember the oh the Telltale games, the Telltale yep. games. Yeah, this, this looks rest in peace. Yeah, this, yes, yes, it's a sad, sad day. Um, this looks phenomenal. It really does. I can't wait for it to come out on uh, PS4. I'm really sad that it's not that it's not ready yet on console. You know, I. I saw that it was coming out on the 6th. That's my birthday. And so I was thinking, oh man, that's what I'm going to go for. And then of course I figured out not, not available for, for what I'm able to play on. So yeah. kind of a sad, sad day a little yeah. bit. <laughs> um, let's see. We have shape-shifting detective PC, PS4, Xbox one and switch uh, siren on PSVR 11, 11 memories retold PC, PS4, Xbox one. And then uh, Townsman on the Switch. And then we have some movie releases because, like we said, this is uh, kind of a nerd culture in general. So anything that, you know, tickles your fancy there, uh, games, movies, comics, whatever. Uh, so November 2nd, that uh, new Bohemian Rhapsody 
Queen movie came out. I'm actually wanting to check that one out about uh, Freddie Mercury there. That looks super good. Um, it really does. Like I, I can't help it, but I'm like clapping along during the during the trailers that oh, I'm yeah, seeing, you totally. know, I mean, it's, it just looks phenomenal. Some of the reviews that have come out on Bohemian Rhapsody aren't super positive. They, they do say that his portrayal as Freddie Mercury is absolutely wonderful, but that that's kind of like the, the shining spot of the movie, but I'm, I'm still down to go in and check it out. Oh yeah. If anything, it'll be a fun movie. Like it's basically just a an hour and a half long uh, concert to watch. Right. Uh, let's see. Nutcracker in the four realms. That's a, that's Disney. an adult film. Uh, that's a new adult film that uh, Garrett is recommending to you yeah, people. No, uh, not, again, not so at G Moore Lang. Uh, you can go ahead and uh, send your hate tweets. <laughs> um, let's see. November 9th. That's today. Uh, Dr. Seuss is a Grinch. I mentioned that earlier. Uh, the Girl in the Spider's Web, a new dragon tattoo story. Um, I've never seen the first one. Don't really know much about it. But uh, <laughs> that, that came out today apparently as well. And then Overlord, which that one actually looked like kind of a fun, crazy movie by uh jj abrams i believe um so it takes place in world war ii and there's zombies so it's basically just a nazi zombies movies from call of duty <laughs> i'm all over that yeah. all over anything with zombies or anybody who directs stuff and their name is jj it's gotta be good it's gotta be good all righty cool well let's get into the next segment here uh, what's your plan okay so i have the God of War game. And I was playing the God of War game based on your recommendation. Uh, I went and picked it up, was playing it for a little while. Absolutely beautiful game. I mean, I'm just blown away. It's like watching a movie. It's such a great story. Um, there was an epic fight between Kratos and another God figure that was just unlike anything. It was like a super fight in a, in a superhero oh, yeah. film. One, I mean, one it was of the just, best superhero fights ever in a video game. It was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. And I had a, a lot of fun playing it. Um, I didn't get too far and I have a nephew who, uh, who asked to borrow it because he said, uh, Oh, I can, I can beat it in a couple of days. And I said, there's no way it's huge. And he said, just try me. I have not gotten the game back. That was uh, almost a month ago. So, um, what I'm playing right now is I picked up at a local GameStop a really inexpensive, uh, two pack of it's a, it's a PS4 remaster of a PS3 game. A couple of them, um, return to Arkham. It's Arkham oh, city yeah, yeah. and Arkham asylum been having a lot of fun with it. I can totally tell that it's old generation, um, but the story is fun and it's, it's very simple gameplay. Um, it's pretty wide open just having a blast with it right now, actually. That's awesome. Yeah. That, that one has, it's like Arkham Asylum, Arkham City. And then is that it? Is there a third that, one? No, or? that's it. Okay, there, no, there is a, a later one that came out and I believe it came out on the PS4 right, specifically. Yeah, Arkham, uh, Arkham Knight. Knight, yes. Yeah. And so I, I'm looking forward to picking that up after I get done with these games. But right now I'm playing Arkham City. Um, I, I'm just having a blast with it. It's when you get pulled into the the first scene, you're Bruce Wayne, and you get pulled into the prison, it is like going into a genuine prison. I mean, there's just, not that I've ever been, you know, uh, but there's just so many people yelling at you and trying to get your attention, and it's just, it's a huge world, and I think it's pretty cool for it being an older generation game. It's been a, a lot of fun. I'm, I'm just having a blast with it. That's awesome. Uh, anything else, or that kind of been it? I know, like you were saying before, you're, your wife and your kid seem to 
kind of take over the PlayStation more more often than that. <laughs> That's the that. thing that Fortnite fever has destroyed <laughs> my game. I got to wait till he goes to sleep. And when he's asleep, I'm like... Yeah, I'm gonna get a little game time, and that's when my wife goes out of the way. I'm Fortnite it up. I got a new skin. I'm like, no, please, please. <laughs> I don't want you to think that she's like a big barbarian and mistreats me or anything, but she is, and she does. Um, but no, it's you know that's one of the things. Like she likes to play a little bit of Fortnite at night, and then uh, sometimes just I get started into some of the gaming, and uh, because I'm old, my fingers don't move as nimble as the youngsters, and uh, I start to get frustrated when I can't get very far, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I rage quit quite a bit, you know. <laughs> uh, great. Uh, yeah, well, I've been playing, uh, like I said before, uh, I kind of gave you my list of games, but most recently it was Spider-Man. So that's just an incredible, incredible game. Like so beautiful. Like, bef- I mean, before Red Dead Redemption, I had, I would have said I had the best graphics. Um, just a really neat realization of New York city, kind of like the, the design of the city as well as, um, the what controls and the mechanics of the game are just so fluid. Uh, I honestly lost myself just, you know, I would just for hours, just swing around the city and do side quest and take down gangsters. And I wouldn't even touch any of the main missions. So finally I'm like, well, I want to, you know, I I've unlocked like half the suits and half the special powers and I haven't even started the game yet. So I finally dove into it. I'm maybe about halfway through it now. Um, and, uh, I'm, I'm loving every, every second of it. It's a fun one to keep coming back to cause and it's easy to pick up and go and do a story and then, you know, go back to <laughs> red dead redemption and then go back. <laughs> and it's an easy one to kind of go back and forth with. Can you compare the gameplay of, of Spider-Man to any other games that you could think of? Uh, to be honest, the the fighting mechanics has a similar feel to the Batman. Uh, I think it has a similar feel to those Arkham games, the way the combat is um, using like the combo meter and stuff. Um, obviously, I think they really did a good job with upgrading a little bit with adding special abilities to Spider-Man, like you can use this. A special spin attack where he jumps up in the air and spins and shoots webs at everyone um or he can like throw his little spider drone out the drone will like shoot guys with webs and stuff and um but it's as yeah, a lot of the combat feel of like a, a batman you know a more nimble batman mm. <laughs> and then uh i don't know the swinging mechanics i just can't really compare it to anything i don't even know what what, what it is did such a great job like compared to like earlier spider-man games they were just so uh, clunky and uh, uh this game is just so smooth and it just feels natural to like move around that city you really feel like spider-man um yeah and then my the second game is red dead redemption 2 i've been playing that i've put about five and a half maybe six hours into that so not very far at all uh but far enough to get finally got all the tutorial and that's so i have a lot of criticisms with red dead already um I really struggled with uh, the tutorial at the beginning. Like it just went on way too long. I felt like, granted, on one side it's went on too long. On the other side, I still don't know what half the buttons do. Like the controls are super complicated. <laughs> but um, once you break out of that tutorial and you're finally able to just explore the world, man, is it beautiful. Man, is it so much fun. Like it's insane. You walk up to people and... You'd, so if you walk up to a, a dude at the saloon, walk into the saloon, there's a, we're all standing at the bar. I, I just look at him 
And if you look at him too long, he'll look at you and be like, hey, what do you want? Like he gets upset with you. He'll actually like respond to you staring at him. And if you don't respond, he'll like, you know, give you give you the business. He's like, hey, like, what do what do you want, buddy? Like, you want to fight? You want to fight? And he'll kind of push you around a little bit. And if you, you know, there's options to either uh, like kind of appease him or like, oh, sorry, sorry. Like, you know, like I didn't mean to stare or something. Or you can hit another button and it kind of like eggs him on. And you can actually like just full out like start a bar brawl this, you know, for fun, <laughs> whatever you want to do. Um, so it's just insane. Like just, I, like I said, I only have a few hours into, I've only been in the open world aspect for just a couple hours, but it's insane. The stuff you can do with, you know, in this world, like the people are just seem so real. Uh, you're not the first person I've heard say, uh, the negative <laughs> feelings on the tutorial being long. I think somebody else said that it was three or four hours. Of, yeah. It's, of the tutorial. it's a pretty good stretch where it, it is telling you story. Like it's kind of setting, setting up the story for you. Um, you know, kind of, it is very linear and, but it's on purpose. So that way they can kind of like guide you to certain scenarios and teach you the controls, different things like that. But it's after a little bit, like walking through the snow and you're slow and, you know, you just got that itch. Like, I just want to explore and you can't, you're stuck to this, like this hallway where you're just like, you know, stuck going down these corridors in a sense through, uh, through the mountains, you know, dealing with this, the story. But I can't wait to wait to, to hear about what you think of the uh, the horse's balls, Garrett. Yeah. Uh, everybody's talking about that's, it. Let's come everyone, on. That's what everyone's talking I about. I don't know is. why this is. I have to bring it up. Uh, you know, listen, we're trying to stay PG here. Garrett has a foul potty mouth. We're going to try to keep him, uh, you know, trying to keep it all inside so he's not um, exposing some of your younger listeners to uh, some of this inappropriate speech. But I, it's just got to be talked about, man. <laughs> no, at the that, horse's that, balls. Everybody's talking game, about before it. the game came out. That's all everyone could talk about is when you go from hot to cold temperatures. Those balls are growing and shrinking just like they would in real life. I've had grown men tell me you can literally see veins on the on the horse's balls, man. I'm like, why are you guys? What are you, why what are you talking about the horse's sack? Leave the horse alone, all right? Come on, man. <laughs> No, and then even the dynamic uh, pooping, you know, it's great. You get done with a ride and the horse starts crapping out the back and it's, I'm not going to lie, it's pretty impressive. That's but. that's how real life yeah, is, man. It's, it's pretty true to life. Whenever anybody gets off of my back, I poop. I just, you know. Uh, cool. Uh, well, let's move on from there. We have this week in nerd history. That's um, called a segue, by the way, in case you were wondering that, that segue from, we were talking about balls and pooping and then he went right into that. Yeah, you go, keep going. You're doing, doing, doing my best. You're doing great. Get, champ. Of, get away from it. Walk away. Drop it. Horse crap. Drop it like it's hot. <laughs> um, yeah. So another segment we're going to do here is this week in nerd history. Um, and uh, I'm going to pick a date from the last week and give you some cool thing or whether it's, you know, cool in general in gaming sphere or maybe just to me <laughs> uh so i found out that november 1st uh in uh wow this is terrible i didn't put the year i imagine it's 19 uh this would have been 95 i think 94 95 possibly uh, i think it might have been 95 actually that's that's when uh and we could be wrong again. If we are wrong, please, please tweet your hang, anger and hate stuff at G Morlang on Twitter. Um, Crash Bandicoot is what we're talking about right now. And Crash Bandicoot was huge 
huge when I was uh, when I was in high school when this came out on PlayStation in 1997. That is. That's what I meant to say. That's <laughs> that's exactly what I said. We're gonna edit that part out so I don't sound quite as stupid as I truly am. Uh, no, leave it in, please. I want you all to know that I am not the smart one here. I'm the pretty one. This is uh, this is true. Yeah. No. There's no no comment. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, so uh, Crash Bandicoot 2 Cortex Strikes Back. So it's the sequel to the original Crash Bandicoot, which maybe the original came out in 95. Uh, I wouldn't know because I was only a couple years old. But uh, <laughs> um, I graduated in 97. Yeah, yeah, because you're old. But, uh, Cortex Strikes Back received generally favorable reviews from critics and was considered to be superior to its predecessor, uh, which I agree with. Like, So even though I didn't, I wasn't a lot, you know, I wasn't, you know, in high school when these games came out, I played them a little later, you know, once I was, you know, five, six years old, seven years old. Uh, I even at that point, I could tell like the second one's much better than the first one. That first one is, is rough to get through. It's a hard game. It's really hard for a kid, but man, I love those Crash Bandicoot games. They, that's like such a huge part of my childhood. Let me tell you that Crash Bandicoot game, at least the original, I never got to play part two, uh, hard for an adult as well. Hard, very hard for an adult oh, who doesn't yeah, have totally. nimble fingers and whatnot. Um, I the, the the time that I did get to recently play Crash Bandicoot because I never played it when it originally came out on PlayStation. I was already you know getting later on in my high school years when the PlayStation came out. Played very minimal, so that's why I had to be reintroduced to video gaming culture because the last you know video game stuff I knew of was like the Super Nintendo which that came out in like 91, you yeah, know? Yeah. So when, when PlayStation came out, I, I played Resident Evil and that was the game. Uh, I played Crash Bandicoot recently in one of the Uncharted games. It was uh, a brief little part in one of the Uncharted games. And I absolutely love the Uncharted series. Thought that was also a series that you turned me on to. It was the first games that I played, actually. Yeah, I kind of spoiled them. I got them on that, and no game's ever been good enough for them since. Uh, that and Last <laughs> of Us. And after that, I was clamoring for something to be as good. I have not found anything that has been quite as good yet. But but I still love all video games. But yeah, you started me off on the very best. And I've been to a couple of different game stops, and they've said, like, Oh, we got nothing, man. You've, you've experienced the best already. So that's, uh, <laughs> it's all downhill from here basically is what all of them are saying. So yeah, the Crash Bandicoot, um, was pretty, pretty difficult. That one that I played. Yeah. And I, it's, it's been neat because they came out the remastered versions of one, two, and three for PS4, like all in 4k. And they basically from the ground up rebuilt the entire game. Um, so I would even recommend, you know, whether you want to play it or for your kid, pick up that for the price. I think it's like 40 bucks for three games. Can't really go wrong with that. And it's it's a blast. It stays so true to the original. Um, but uh, yeah, with the original, let's see, Crash Bandicoot 2 sold more than 800,000 copies in the country by April of 98. So what's that? Less than uh, less than a year. Came out in October. Like six months, yeah came out november yeah so it was november 1st of 97 just a few months 800,000 copies that's that's pretty good for a little cartoon bandicoot who spins boxes and you know wears weird tribal masks <laughs> and originally that was supposed to be sony's answer to sonic or to nintendo's mario, mario they yeah. they essentially wanted to have a cartoonish 
figure that was going to be like their figurehead. It didn't quite work out like that. I think if anything, the original early PlayStation, if they were to have like a quote unquote mascot, it would probably be Lara Croft. Uh, well, it depends. I don't know. If you were comparing it to like a Mario or Sonic, I would definitely say it would crash Bandicoot. Like, cause it was, they, he would have crash in all the marketing material, commercials, even just for PlayStation stuff in general. But, um, but compared to maybe as for like a console as a whole, um, maybe Lara Croft. Yeah, there is uh, quite a few Tomb Raider games that came out for the PS1 during that era. So, uh, but yeah, I, I, I feel like Crash Bandicoot was maybe more of more of a the mascot at that time, um, especially compared to like a Sonic, just because, you know, yeah, like you said, it's a cartoon, lovable, fuzzy kind of like for me. I, I played Nintendo. I, I played Nintendo and Super Nintendo. My my dad owned them, and so I played those as well. But Crash Bandicoot was my my boy. You know, I, I think that I'm coming probably from the age that I am, and when I when I originally uh, saw the games coming yeah. out, that at the time, now we're talking ninety five, ninety six. We're talking me being you know sixteen years old, yeah. hair in weird places. I could see Lara Croft uh, you know, being a lot more appealing oh, than a fuzzy wow. pan. Let me cute. tell you, oh yeah, <laughs> not that it, not that Crash wasn't very you know sexy in his own furry <laughs> way, you know. But uh, but seriously, Lara Croft was the the thing for uh, for a lot of the guys that I knew in high school, uh, nerd and uh, and non nerds alike. Cool. Uh, well, let's go into our uh, last segment here, uh, the question of the show. Um, so every week we're hoping to um, come to you with uh, a question that, you know, at first year it'll be questions that JJ and I come up with. But hopefully as we get listeners, uh, you guys will send in questions to us and we can answer those and um, go into kind of like a deep dive discussion. Uh, so the question that we have this week is earliest gaming memory uh jj thought that one up this kind of not really a question i guess but <laughs> this is uh, just discussing our yeah earliest gaming memories and kind of like how we got started well um if mine is going to be kind of old <laughs> as you could probably imagine um my earliest gaming memory is i have vague memories of playing the atari 2600 the games like Pong and and Tank and some of those kind of classics, um, but my my earliest memory that is very warm and fuzzy and I look back on with fondness is uh, there was a video game or excuse me a uh, 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 video rental store. See, we used to go to places to rent videos to then come home and watch oh, yeah. them on the I VCR. Blockbuster. Yeah. I'm not that young that I don't remember <laughs> no, Blockbuster. This wasn't, this was before or family video. This you know? was, That's this what we had. Is, yeah. We had a family video. It was pre pre uh, Blockbuster, but essentially you'd go to these little mom and pop uh, video stores and uh, you could rent out uh, gaming systems. So when the Nintendo first came out uh, in, in 85, uh, we actually went down and rented it and we rented a couple of games with it. And I, uh, my memories are playing the Nintendo with my dad and my little brother and my, my mom. And, um, we played super Nintendo or super Mario brothers, the original. And then, uh, just absolutely loved that game and that, and the karate kid, the, the game, the karate kid. And, uh, I have played it recently. That game sucked. 
Huge. <laughs> but I had this memory as a kid, like, oh, it's fantastic. What a great game. I played it not that long ago, and I was just blown away by what utter horse crap it was. <laughs> you know, bringing it back to the horse crap that we were yeah, talking about earlier. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Like I did that. Uh, yeah, it was just total crap, total garbage. And I was just blown away that I'm like, wow, I have these great, funny, furry memories about playing Super Mario Brothers and, and uh, you know, warping for the first time. Um, just absolutely loved it. And uh, and then, of course, Daniel-san uh, in the Karate Kid game. Never play that game, Garrett. Just do yourself that favor. You will I'll become... steer clear of you will become stupider for having played that game. I'm just, just throwing it out there. No, that's, that's neat. Uh, yeah, I definitely have a little more contemporary, I guess, memories. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like my first consoles, well consoles, I guess I should say, yeah, I was, when I was three or four years old, my, uh, my dad was putting a controller in my hand. I wasn't necessarily playing at the time. It's one of those things where I'm sure he just handed me a controller unplugged from the console. Like here, you can play, you can, but, uh, yeah, I grew up with an uh, original NES in the house. We had a super Nintendo Sega Genesis, uh, which was a blast, you know, playing Sonic the Hedgehog two and, uh, altered beast. And, uh, then as time went on, we, you know, we had a PlayStation one, uh, and, after the PlayStation one, we were, we were Sony households. So we had pretty much every PlayStation console. Uh, but my earliest like memory is playing rally cross on the PS one. Now it, that is probably literally the worst racing game you'll ever play. Definitely no, uh, <laughs> no racing simulator like Gran Turismo. Uh, but man, was that so much fun and you know, pull out the multi-tap so you could do four controllers and it would be me, dad, my mom would even jump in there, my brother, or I'd have my cousins over and four of us would race. And, and that was such a blast playing uh, some rally cross or sled storm was another one. I, I you can never forget the the soundtrack to sled storm at Dragula by Rob zombie. You just <laughs> play that. We just play that game just so we could listen to that song over and over me and my brother, just over and over and over again. We love that song. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a lot of fun. You make me kind of wish that I could play that game. Uh, but I'll tell you just so you know, for the future, how to tell a story, you have to talk about how you beat everybody the whole time and nobody stood a chance and you just smoked everybody. That's the way you're supposed to tell that story. Oh, well that's, that's just implied. Every time I tell a story, <laughs> just assume that that's what just happened. Just assume that you were like the smartest guy in the room. Cause, cause I was, yeah. You know. And he is definitely the smartest guy in the room. And that's pretty much only because there's two guys in this room right now. But no, it's, it sounds like a lot of fun. And uh, I hope to be able to try to get that on emulation, be able to try to play that with my son. So I can then let him beat me like you yeah. beat your cousins and your dad and stuff. Totally. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I preach this to JJ every day, but uh, my biggest gaming memory, you know, with the, the game that sticks with me till, you know, probably till the end of time is the Metal Gear Solid series. Uh, that came out in 98 and I played it as soon as that came out, you know, we had a copy, such a huge deal to have this CD case, but it held two discs. It was like double thickness and so crazy and the cool artwork and you open up the book and had all the cool like paintings and, uh, that art style. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, for being, you know, I guess when it came out, I was about five years old. Uh, I didn't necessarily 
play it right off the bat. I would watch my dad play the first couple of times, but by the time I was six or seven, I was playing it. Now, um, didn't you tell me when you were telling me the story originally, and I, I'm sorry for cutting you off, but I, I just want, I want you to share this with anybody who's listening. Didn't you tell me that you used to like sneak out and like kind of watch your dad and your uncle playing, like you'd hide behind the couch? Is oh, that the yeah. game that you do that to? Oh, well, I did it with all sorts of games. Yeah, <laughs> no. So before I was, you know, old enough to necessarily play some of these games, I was <laughs> sneaking out and I would hide at the end of the couch where they couldn't see me. And while, meanwhile, my dad and my uncle are playing Resident Evil and uh, yeah, Metal Gear Solid and Silent Hill and all these like <laughs> creepy horror shooter, like violent games. And, and they wouldn't know I was there until, you know. They'd be like stuck on a part, like, how do we get through this puzzle? Da, da, da. And then they'd hear me chime in. Well, oh, you go over there, you do this. He'd be like, <laughs> You're not supposed to be awake. And how do you know that? <laughs> like they didn't realize I've been watching the last like two hours of them playing. But yeah, it's uh, that's a lot of my gaming memories, to be honest, is you know, was lived through them playing games. <laughs> but yeah. This has been a lot of fun, Garrett. I've had a lot of fun doing this. I'm so happy that we we had an idea. And that idea has become reality. And now we find ourselves having a podcast. And uh, if you're listening to this, thank you for listening. Thank you for for uh, taking the time out of your busy schedules to listen to a couple of guys who are talking about some nerdy stuff, some goofy stuff, and just trying to have fun. Uh, the Metal Gear Solid games that he's talking about, I've never played them. And one of the things that we're going to be doing in the future is uh, we're going to get to a point where... Garrett sets me up and I'm going to play some of those games and see if uh, they hold up some of his, uh, his great that, memories. That of game, game definitely holds up. I promise you. <laughs> I've actually been playing, playing it recently on an emulator and boy, is it beautiful. So we're going to be All trying polygons. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be trying to get this podcast out to you every week. So look forward to it. We hope that you'll subscribe and that you'll uh, do us a favor and try to share it with friends. Share it with friends. And uh, if you have any questions that you want us to possibly answer on future episodes, you can always go to our website, which is supergamerboys.com. And then where else can they, where else can they find us, Garrett? Uh, so they can find us. We are on Instagram and Twitter. And then both those handles are at supergamerboys uh, on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash supergamerboys. Um, and uh, what if they yeah. want to send like hate tweet again to you? So they can find me if you really want to follow me. Basically, my Twitter is full of retweets trying to win an Xbox One uh, at the moment. <laughs> you know, I just retweet for those for those uh, sweepstakes and contest. But uh, um, I am at G Morlang and uh, I am at JJ Purdom. Yeah. And uh, so those are our personal pages. But if you just want to follow a podcast page, that's fine, too. Um, and uh, yeah, you can find our podcast uh, on all your you know, major podcast outlets, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, hopefully. I don't know. We're new at this and hopefully it'll be everywhere, Spotify, but we'll see how it goes. If it's oh. if it's not somewhere where you're listening, if you listen to this, you know, heard about this through a friend and you can't find it on your podcast, uh, let us know. Tweet at, uh, at Super Gamer Boys and we can figure that out. We're going to be like a fungus. We're going to grow all over the place and it's going to get everywhere. It's going to be in dark spots. It's going to be like a mushroom, just kind of growing, keeping in the dark. It's going to grow. Yeah. So. <laughs> a couple of fun guys here. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you guys so much for listening to us. We are the Super Gamer Boys. I'm JJ. He's Garrett. And we'll see you guys next time. Yeah. Yeah.